Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. It is another lovely day in Florida. It just started raining again. I mean, what are we, like in our 15th day of rain or something? No, it's more than that. This is, is Yeah, we're going on four weeks now. <laughs> well, I, some of it, I, I, I was in the hospital, so. Oh, that's yeah, true. You but, missed you missed it. Yeah, but, I was, yeah, I was a little out been, of it there for a few weeks. It's been but, raining for more than three weeks. Like, yeah. We had one day when it didn't rain. Oh, yesterday it didn't yeah. rain, right? Yesterday it didn't rain. The rest of the time it's rained every single day yeah, and it's a rained a lot. Yeah, a piece of it. You got flooding in your house too, didn't you? Flooding in the garage. Yeah, fortunately so. enough I didn't I didn't get much outside of the, the back porch, but that's Well, a new house, you don't know what to expect, and I certainly didn't expect that. Right, right, right. So um, we're here to talk about addiction and recovery and I guess I guess life on life's terms and, and these things that fall in our lap on a daily basis, like a flooded garage or like a you know, something that happened to me internally that that um, I needed to address. You know, that's one thing that I did that I did want to say something about because my mind tells me that I'm okay and that I need to take care of other people first, always, you know, and it's not necessarily being a caretaker because I know the difference between um, negatively helping someone and not paying attention to my health is probably what it is that I did. And I got sick and I just blew it off as the flu and I got better a little bit and then ultimately it kicked my butt enough to put me in the hospital. And I was laying in the hospital saying, why didn't I address this earlier? You well, know? because and, you're like most healthy people, you just take your health for granted and you assume right. that you're going to be okay. And I wasn't healthy. That was the thing. And my, my mind, I just kept saying, you know, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. It's just the flu. Flu doesn't last two and a half weeks. Yeah. You know, and they said, if I waited any longer, I probably could have done some irreversible damage. Right. You know, and um, so fortunately enough, I, I had an infection that backed up into my bloodstream. So, um, you know, yeah, not a, not a good thing, but I'm here to talk about it this week, gratefully. You know, and, and that's life on life's terms. And, and you have to, that's one thing that I learned when I was out there running around, there was no life on life's terms. It was life on raised terms or there was nothing at all. And, you know, that's that's why you say that everybody turns into the same being, and that's what we turn into, that selfish being of life on my terms or else. <laughs> and what is the else? That, that's the thing that gets me. You know, you guys eventually have to face your consequences. And we get clean. Yeah, maybe. Or, or, or die. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and sadly, there's a lot of people that weren't able to face their consequences and not they're not able to talk about it today. You know, but but we who have walked through it, I don't know if they can hear that, but it's thundering. Yeah, we who can wa- have walked through it can at least say that they are comfortably at rest. And, you know, there was there's two ways to get out. 
you know, my way and, and, and death. And I don't mean my way, do it my way. I mean the way that the way that I was graced with, I was graced with, um, I kind of lost my train of thought cause I was thinking of all about my friends that, that hadn't made it, but I was, I was graced with the, um, warmth of, I don't even know how to explain it because at that time I didn't even know. I didn't feel anything. I just followed the person that told me what to do. And, and that was, you know, the great, the grace of God in me, you know, my higher power in my life saying, you know, your, your journey with this is over. Your saturation point is here. It's time to either get better or join your friends. You know, and, and I think, you know, I, I knew that I I was struggling and I knew I had a target on my back. I just didn't know what that date was. And fortunately enough, maybe it was the day before that I got clean that I was supposed to go, you know, not supposed to go, but my disease was going to take me. And, you know, I'm grateful today that uh, that I can have four weeks of rain and not be out of my mind and not use that as an excuse to you know, be a negative person, be a, you know, use it as everything and anything that I did, I used as a reason or an excuse to get high. And I used it as an, as an emotional terrorist against the people who loved me. And exactly, exactly that emotional terrorist is about the best um, description I've ever heard of it. But eventually I think the people that you're terrorizing reach a saturation point too. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they have to say no more. I can't do it. I love you, but I don't love this disease. I don't love. I don't love the way you're acting right now, and I can't handle it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, come back when you're clean. Right. And now, you know, fortunately enough, my family was able to do that. I say for me, not to me. For mm-hmm. me, uh, to be able to put me out there to to. Um, Love from a love from a distance, and uh, not everybody has the ability to do that. I still see people struggling with friends of mine. Twenty nine years later, the yeah. family is still embracing that chaos, and it 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 just saddens me that there is a way out. There is there is help for this thing, and and um, you know, it's not as in the forefront as it should be. I mean, I mean you know, we, we've been on terrestrial radio and we were trying to be a package deal with our producer. Our producer did a, uh, a nostalgia show with songs from way back when. And he talked about being a kid on Saturday morning, watching cartoons and all of that. It was a, it was a good show. And they wanted him to go into syndication and he wanted to bring us with him. And they were like, yeah, I don't necessarily know if this is what we want to put on our airwaves. Yeah. So it's still, at this time, a taboo topic. Yeah, there there is such stigma attached to it still, Mm -hmm. even though it has been defined clearly by every medical establishment as a disease. Right. And it still is not treated as a disease. It's treated as a crime and a moral failing. And that's the unfortunate thing. Or something that you called it. Would you call it a couple of weeks ago? Substance. Substance use disorder. Substance use disorder. So we're sudsy. We're not addicts. We're sudsy. Well, there, there's, um, there's a huge amount of controversy yeah, over all of that. Huge, huge, huge. Well, you know, the alcoholics don't like it. 
The addicts don't like it. Well, you know, I, I think the thing is about that, and, and I mean, I, I, I know what I, I would, you know, if you want to monetarily say that I have a substance use disorder in order to justify some type of um, benefit, like monetary benefit, then, then if you're going to change the way that we have done things for the past 30-something years of calling us addicts and alcoholics and, and this, that, the other thing, then that money that you're looking for to justify that code better be going to uh, education. And it's not. It's it going be. into the you're people's exactly pockets. Right. The people are looking for a different way to, to grab another dollar. Because, the, because you know as well as I do, with new coding... Um, reimbursements have gone down. Oh, of course, in, because in they they were able to with the new um, ICD-10 International Classification of Diseases 10th Edition. They were able to subcategorize the codes to a great degree. But what I was going to say, the World Health Organization and the which is worldwide is mm -hmm. using substance use disorder, and then they they break it down into the type of substance. They also include overeating, under eating, you know, anorexia. It's which are, other which mental all, yeah. health well, I mean, issues they, they within the fit, same category? Yeah. They all fit within the same. Yeah. Within and the and same. It's, it is a it it is designed to be a statistical classification, not a billing system. We just use it that way in the U.S. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. They they want to, but like when the powers that be, and and this is probably just my uh, lack of understanding for um, authority. Um, when they try to change something that isn't broken, we get what we have now, something that nobody pays attention to. Right. Because if we're spinning off in 27 different directions, where's the focal point? Where's the focus? Is it on me? No, it's on somebody wanting to try to change who I classify myself as, who I clarify myself as. Well, I don't think that anybody's saying don't call yourself an addict. They're just saying it is medically going to be classified this way now. And we can for monetary, we can do for well, monetary purposes. And for statistics as well, because you can break it into opioid use disorder, alcohol use disorder, cocaine, so they can see how many people are being treated for each type of drug. That type of thing as well. Or the, each type of illness. The most the most recent statistics that we have are from twenty fifteen. 2016. 2016s are starting to come in. So, like, so they're pretty irrelevant because yeah, things have morphed. They, we, we, yeah, we've in already, a big way we've over already the last surpassed year. all of that. So if you're if you're changing something to monitor it, so you can say last month, then I'm way for that because then you really know when you when you when you're up there and you're you're trying to justify um, what it is that we do. You know, and and it's it's trying to help people get into recovery. Trying to people trying to help people change their lives. Trying to help people get off the street and stop using drugs, alcohol, whatever it is that you're using. When you have to refer to a statistic from 2016, well, you could do it provider by provider very easily, month right. by month, mm -hmm. because you know they 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 have all of that. But to Merge it together for a state, a country, even a county is probably. Miraculously, though, they can put a, they can, 
uh, a pharmacist can list a prescription that they gave me, and that goes statewide immediately. Oh, yeah. So they can do that with the statistics as well. It has something to do with money. Well, and and reporting requirements and things yeah. like that. It, it's it's all very complex. But you're right. I, I had a prescription for a cream, and the doctor had written my birthday incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Do you think I got that cream? No. No. <laughs> no. But, you know, if somebody comes in with a prescription for opioids and mm-hmm. everything's okay on it, no questions asked, here you go, goodbye. It's yeah, just you know, and, and we need to we need to leave that we need to leave probably this conversation to the people who are more engaged with the um, corporate piece of it. You know, I don't want to say corporate like like there's a like like a addicts have like some kind of corporate level that they get to and they can they can share with Congress. <laughs> I just mean I just mean that we are not here to fix the system and 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 you and I won't. I mean granted that we can we can talk about it and millions of people talk about it, but is it going to get fixed? I don't know. So we need to concentrate I guess on the individual that's out there that's listening that doesn't know where to turn next. And there are so many so many different ways of picking yourself up out of where you are, even though I didn't know, I had no clue. I knew that I was at a point where dying became an option. It just wasn't one of the ones that I wanted to use, but it was in there. So if I pulled that card out that day, that would have been the one that I had no choice but to use. I kept, I was at that point in my life. And fortunately enough, um, a new card was thrown into the deck, and i i got to I, I got to play that hand, and and I got out of my own way. I allowed the people that loved me to guide me to a safe place, and and I went to many different safe places, but this one seemed to work because I was at a point where. I knew and I was aware that dying is becoming an option because I saw all my friends dying around me. So, you know, get out of your own way. If you're, if you're homeless, helpless, loveless, or even if you have a job and you're, you know, nothing seems to be wrong, it ultimately will be because they used to say to me, you know, like when I was getting high and I was working and everything was going great and I'd be like, this is fantastic. I, I'm, I, haven't lost anything but there's yet. a yet <laughs> <laughs> yet and ultimately that's where i became i became homeless lo- helpless and loveless i you know my drug of choice made me do things i didn't want to do put me with people i didn't want to be with you know and ultimately it was slowly taking my life and i was i was willfully walking towards it did you set yourself a goal? I mean, you know, it almost sounds like, did <laughs> well, you did you make a conscious decision or were you just kind of pulled in and went with it for a little while? Oh, you mean when I got clean? Yes. Um, I don't necessarily, because, I, because I've said before that I, I did kind of come in kicking and screaming, but I knew that I had no other option other than um, 
death because I've experienced I experienced everything else. I experienced set the saturation point of everything else. I, I burned every single bridge that that I had. I had zero angles out there. I had zero people that cared about me. Even the people that I was using with didn't care about me. They just wanted my stuff. Right. You know, so I was at a point where I guess despair gave me an option. And that option was stay where you are and die or wallow in the throes of active addiction forever or get out of your own way. You know, and I didn't know, I didn't understand what get out of your own way was for a long time. Right. And I just kept following. I, I, I want to say the first time, the, the last time I went into detox, detox was 30 days. Then it was 1989. So it was, you could call it like a rehab, mm -hmm. right? Um, but it was in a detox facility. I went because I was technically homeless. And they had food in the bed there, you know. <laughs> and fortunately enough, you know, thousands of seeds that were planted that died, one of them started growing, you know. And, and people around me started watering in it. And I didn't even know until it was fully flowered nine months into my recovery. So you never really made a conscious decision that this is it for me. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Only when I got clean. I didn't, yeah, there, there was no, there was no, you, you know. You didn't have a lightning bolt. Parting of the ways, no. There was none of that stuff. It was, it was, um, you know, I'm just going to follow this flow because I can't make decisions for myself. Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Share your stories with us. We'll be back in a moment. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Ready to transform your health and your world? 
Join host Melissa Alexander for Insight Living with Vitality. Melissa and her guests go behind the scenes on what it takes for practitioners and clients to transform themselves and others. She provides insight to medical procedural breakthroughs, available product resources, and explains lifestyle choices designed to improve and expand your vitality. It's time to get rid of that baggage, remove those blockages, and prevent buildup from hindering your progress in life. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back. Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. So this is your birthday month. Yes, it is. Your birthday's and your, and your daughter's birthday month. And actually. my daughter's and my mother's. And your mother's as well. Yes. And I think somebody I saw on my calendar. And my brother's actually is tomorrow. You know, this out. is what I call birthday season. I guess, right? Because Jay's was... Um, Last Friday. So. Oh, and I have a, a, a girl that, that worked for or uh, with me uh, for quite a few years. Her birthday is the day before yours. So, yeah. Gemini month. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So, if anybody out there wants to uh, wish Ellen a happy birthday, dial 866-472-5792. Only I don't celebrate them anymore. Yeah, you do. No, no, no. Too old, please. So, you're going to be here next Monday night then? I will be, yes. Ah. Well, we'll all have to sing happy birthday to you or something like that. <laughs> it's okay, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know, I, we, we were talking a little bit about um, the despair of addiction and, and you know, the um, our understanding of the misgivings of how people act um, acad- uh, ac- yeah, academically, not academically. How would, I, how would you say that? I'm not sure what you're... What you're getting at? Um, monetarily, monetarily in the in the addiction you know ah. field, and I saw this article. It says Congress demands documents related to rehab industries, patient brokering of addicts. So we had we had a in Palm Beach County. We had a commission that was put together for sober living facilities. Right, that was chasing yes. out. They haven't done much since, but they 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 made a real good dent in the patient brokering. You know, the guys that drive around and find addicts and say, "Hey, we'll pay you five hundred dollars to go into." Yeah, that they detox call them body brokers too. Yeah, head hunters. They had yeah. all kinds of different names. For oh well, them. this one here, right? It says uh, it says two guys' names, and it says one of them was dubbed the junkie hunter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna read something from this, and maybe we can pull a little conversation about it. The U.S. House the U.S. House Committee investigating the ugly underbelly of addiction rehab in America told eight call centers. Those are the those are the people that you see on the commercials, the ones that say. Uh, are you having a problem or is somebody you love have a problem? Call 866. Yeah, addiction. Addiction. You or, see the, the signs, too, yeah. on the highway. Yes. Uh, to cough up details about their business practices, including whether they get paid for routing patients to specific treatment facilities. Of course they get paid. Yes, they if the patients have free. good insurance. That's the, yeah. whole, that's the whole game. So these letters went out uh, Tuesday, May 29th to big and small companies in the treatment industry. Now, um, some of these, I'm trying to find it. Okay. Those companies, I'm going to, I'm going to read the companies. I don't care. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's an open article. Those companies are American addiction centers, which you see the commercial for one of the nation's largest treatment chains, addiction, no more in Texas, Addiction Recovery Now in Florida, Elite Rehab Placement in Michigan, Redwood Recovery Solutions in Florida, Solutions Recovery Center in Florida, Treatment Management Company in Georgia, and Intervention Allies in North Hollywood. Now, the only one that jumps out at me is American Addiction Addiction Centers. Now, these may all be legit. I don't know. That's it. I mean, I, I don't know either, and I, I don't. It's interesting be, that there there seem to be a whole bunch of them in Florida. Well, I mean, what, you know, when they chased away all the pill mills, they needed an angle to keep these right. right? So a lot of them morphed into sober living facilities, or you know, quote unquote addiction centers. Well, everybody's stuff. opening a treatment center. Yeah, everybody's opening a treatment center, mm-hmm. and I. It kind of surprises me because I would think that there would be very strict rules and regulations around treatment. It's slowly getting there, but I mean, nationally, nationally, they're not. They, you know, I would I mean? think we, that they would be more strict than hospitals, which are very. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've got to go through all kinds of stuff. Then again, we have, we have, or even just a couple of sentences in the last segment, we have said that people look the other way. Yeah. And nationally, people people look the other way, and now we're reaping the horror stories of what these places have. Excuse me, have done. Well, they're, they're in Florida, there was really no requirement to be accredited. There was no requirement no. to meet any kind of regulation. All you had to do really was say, hey, you know. I could put six beds, six beds in this house and call it Miracles Sober Living, mm-hmm. and nobody would come knock on my door. Nope. You know? And, and so there needs to be some kind of structure. But I guess... You know, that's not what Congress is looking at here. They're looking to see to make sure that these places are on the up and up with what it is that they're doing. I mean, of course, they're reaching out. And I've seen on social media that people get random calls. Do you or a loved one Mm -hmm. have a problem? And, of course, these are people that are in recovery, so they mess with them a little bit. You know, they they pull them along and and ask all the proper questions to ultimately make the assumption that they're a patient broker, you know. And, you know, what I guess I wanted to read that for is I wanted to tell people out there that are looking for a place for a loved one, 
don't just blindly believe the person on the other end of the phone. Make sure you ask questions. Um, you've said that you've blindly. Well, there there are some horror stories out there. What what these call centers do, and it may be that you think you are actually calling the facility. They and make you it are sound that way. yes, yeah. and you are not. You are routed to a call center where they will try to ferret out what type of insurance mm-hmm. you have, how good it is, what it's going to pay for, basically how long can I keep your, you know keep your loved one. You can go to this place with this insurance, and they are looking for people that have good insurance. Mm-hmm. That's what these patient brokers are looking for. They are not interested in someone that doesn't have any. Or they're not interested in someone that has a Medicaid or something that's not going to pay at one right. of their facilities. So, And they deserve the same treatment. Of course they do. You know, Everyone it's does. It's, it's, it's insane. It's so crazy. It's yeah, insane. That, that, and, and that just goes to show you, it's a business. And, and sadly, we're not in the business aspect of it. Um, but fortunately, I can use this microphone to let people out there know, be aware that there are people that are not looking out for your... Right. Ask, where are you located? Because if you are calling about a facility in Arizona and they're in New York, you've got a problem. Yeah. Find out where they're located. I want to talk to someone at the facility. I want Mm -hmm. to find out... Well, I used to ask things like, you know, what, what is your success rate? That's kind of a stupid question now that yes I, and no. now that I've been around this for a yeah. while. But how do you measure that? You no, really can't. No, you can't. But but yes and no. I mean that's a, that's a good question to ask, just conversationally. I mean I know that I know that people are in despair when they're on the phone because they really want to get their loved one help, and and this shock on the other end is just telling them what they want right. to hear. Exactly. Um, if they're offering you the world. It's probably not golden. Yeah, don't believe it. What yeah. they should be asking is, you know, to set up some some sort of um, an assessment with mm-hmm. the addict, not right. not not the family member, the addict. Because I could have told yeah. him it, you know, all kinds of stuff. Of course, I didn't really know the truth. Well, how many how details. many places did you call, um, and be the only conversation before your loved one went in? A few. No, right? no, not really. I think every place that I ever sent her, with the possible exception of a couple in Palm Beach County, yeah, um, actually had somebody, ostensibly a, a social worker or somebody, call her and talk to her for about thirty minutes. Of, right. You know about whatever. I'm I'm not even sure what they asked. Probably drug of choice. How long you've been using? What you know? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. And there were some places that also wanted to know the legal status because a lot of addicts have arrests, warrants, you know, what have you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that would, how, why that would figure well, in. Well, if they have to go yeah, to I mean, court. Guess, yeah. There, there was a rehab that actually brought her to court and sat with her while she was in court. What, what active addict goes to court? Well, she was she I'm was kidding. in rehab. I'm no active addicts no, go to court. Well, I, you know, my brother-in-law, he found a long-term place, mm-hmm. and I did a lot of research on it. Right. And actually talked to social workers there before we would consider it. You know, and paying for it. And it worked out. It it did. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. it did. But. Uh-huh. There were legal problems that caught up yeah. with him later. I mean, that's just part of the, that's 
part right, of the whole thing. That's but, part of the life. But, but if they know that you have a specific court date and you're close enough, they will work with you or try to work with the court. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it works out, sometimes well, it doesn't. Just, just do your homework. You know, I mean, the, there, there isn't the commercial that's coming into your living room. Um, I'm not going to be, you know, um, company specific, but there may not be the pot of gold at the end yeah, of the rainbow. Yeah, I think if they're advertising on TV, yeah. I would, I would advertising personally on Dr. Phil, then, yeah. stay away from them. I remember there was one that said, I used to be an addict, but I'm yeah, not anymore. Yeah, well, you know, he pulled that commercial. Yeah, he's he doesn't gone. do that anymore. He's and gone. the reason is, is because he got a bunch of um, razz for that, because... Once an addict, always an addict. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, and and that's that's another that's another good topic. There are there are some programs out there that, well, that gentleman Dak, whatever his name was, in in uh, California. Um, I just I just had the uh, the name of it, but it just went by. When when you leave, what do you have? If they've cured you. What kind of knowledge did they give you in order to cure you? I mean, I've been I've been clean for 29 years, and I would never ever dare to say that I'm cured. Yeah, that's a very dangerous yeah, thing to suppose because, because because then I'm lying to myself, which I did so well, um, and I'm setting myself up to say, well, if I'm cured, I can have a beer. Yeah. And halfway through that beer, I know it's a, it's a set of works on the bottom of the beer, you know. So I don't. I, I don't play with myself that way. I and there there are other programs um, that we used. To, I, I worked for a, a toxicology company um, quite a few years ago, and there was a facility in Brooksville, Florida, that I used to go to, uh, collect the urines at. And when people were leaving, I asked them, "Well, what's your game plan?" <laughs> Just going back to my grandmother's house. <laughs> No, you don't. You're not set up with any aftercare. You're not set up. No, well, I mean, I yeah, sweat I'm, it. I'm, I sweat it out. No, I'm going to go home and go to meetings. Yeah, and I, no, how long does that no, last? No, no, not no, even meetings. No, no, it's a knocking on program. They, they are not. Ah. you know. So it's it's completely different. I, I'm not. I'm not banging anybody for what it, how it is that they stay clean. Twelve steps work for you. That's great. Knocking on works for you. That's great. But. To give you the best advantage, I would say that long-term, for lack of a better word, uh, support and supervision um, work out better. Left right. to my own devices, every time I left detox, I was found myself back on the corner, you know, because because I didn't get or didn't absorb the knowledge that, no, dummy, don't go back. And some of these places just say take vitamins and sweat it out. And oh wow! Go back to Grammy's house. Yeah, that's not going to work. No, well, Absolutely. I mean it may, but it wouldn't work for me. For probably a few people who yeah who two, two have, out of a thousand. But yeah. you know, I, I I don't know. You know, I I, I think only because I embraced a, the twenty four spiritual principles of. Um, uh, Narcotics Anonymous, that it worked for me because I needed some kind of guidance because mm-hmm. I was spiritually spent, you know, um, physically, mentally, and spiritually. And and if you can't get back that triangle, if you can't get back that core uh, value, th- 
then why are you even trying? Right. You know, um, what, it is, what, what is it that you're trying to attempt? Are you just trying to dry out so you can go back? Then sure, do what I did. Sit there and not listen. Because that's what that's what my intent was. When I ultimately hit, you know, I call my saturation point, is when I could get out of my own way, still wanting to be the individual that I was, but not wanting to pay the penalty of death. You know? And however you do that, some people use church, which is cool. It's a higher power. Right. right, it's something something greater than yourself. Um, you know, any of the NAAA, SACA, um, now today EIEIOA, because there's so <laughs> many, there's many. so many of them. You know, that has some kind of a base to be able to rely on, to be able to read about, to be able to look to, forward to, to be able to see people doing what it is that you are doing, common people doing the same thing. It's a fellowship. It's a support system. And it, it's structured enough to be, you know, to keep itself pure, for lack of a better word, but unstructured enough that it, you know, can kind of move with the times. I mean, it gets bashed a lot, but it has anything else been around as long as this that no. actually works no. no and it's free and you know you can say they're crazy people there's all kinds of weird stuff that goes on yes but there are also people who care I pay some heavy prices for it but it's yeah. still free yeah you yeah. know i, I but it, but you know it's a caring fellowship overall for the most part yeah overall yeah i mean you're you're going to get crazies anywhere you go. And honestly, you know, having worked in corporate America for almost 40 years, I think you get more crazy people there. Yeah, well, because, I mean, at least, fortunately, we have the ability to know that all we have to do is, in our mind, we can restart our day. Mm -hmm. Four o'clock in the afternoon. Some people don't know that, and they're, like, right out of their minds. Like, I I remember my mother and I... um, we're, we're at a break, so I'll have to pick this up on the other side. Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. We'll be back in a moment. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you tired of the healthcare system only treating your symptoms and never addressing the root cause? Discover how integrative medicine can resolve health issues through dietary and lifestyle changes and the use of natural supplements. Increase your energy, memory, mood, immune system, sexuality, and more. Join Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton to help you take back your health with natural evidence-based solutions. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives, and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We got the power to change the world. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back. This um, this hour is going by pretty quick already, and... and um, I wanted to – I just lost my train of thought. I was thinking <laughs> – the only bad thing about losing your train of thought is everybody around the world knows you just did it. That's okay. Yeah. You know, I wanted to ultimately thank everyone who listens to the show. We get that. We get a printout every Monday of where people are listening, and we have – Solid, of course, in the United States because we're United States based, but we have so- a solid listenership in Ireland. As well, we should, right. since you're right. But what, of I'm, Irish but what I'm saying is, 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 you know, I don't necessarily know how how um, saturated their island is with. With drugs, I don't know if you know some of it bleeds from. Oh, I suspect it's pretty much everywhere now. Oh yeah, it's it's everywhere. But I, you know what I mean. Like if we're having a good solid listenership, we get people from Finland that listen randomly, or you know, like uh, ten people from Russia. Mm -hmm. But there's a solid base of people listening in Ireland. Solid, a consistent number, Mm -hmm. and um, that's five hours before us. They're at so twelve they're, o'clock. Yeah. Now and they're listening live. So you know, I don't know. Um, I would love to have someone call in and and just share what their despair is over there. Right. You know, um, because it's it, it just it blows my mind that we I, I I see all of these different countries that are listening to us, and their number is solid. Every single week, it's solid, and it's not because of all of the people that I know over there. It's because of people who I don't know <laughs> yeah, that who, are listening who need to, to hear our the message. message. Yes. Yeah. So, if you want to call in, 
I don't know what the country code is. Plus one, I think it is. Zero one, maybe. Zero zero one or whatever. Whatever the country code is, find out. Dial eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. Share your message of of recovery or the questions that you have about what's going on in your country. Um, I don't speak any other language than Massachusetts, <laughs> <laughs> so. If somebody calls it, I don't understand. I don't want to have to get a translator or something. But other than that, you know, by all means, please give us a call. You know, we were talking about life on life's terms and everything like that. And, and um, you know, the things that come to us now through technology, you, you just got to te- text that something, you know, that never would have happened years ago. I know. You know what I mean? We would have been doing what we were doing, and if the house phone or the studio phone didn't ring, we wouldn't know. Never would have known. And maybe it's better that way. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, you know, all this connectedness that we have is is almost too much. It's overwhelming. Yes. And they're even starting to talk about people, Apple is going to do something to make their phones less addictive. I read that yesterday. How are they going to do that? I don't know. They've got got all kinds of stuff. Well, I think it has more to do with the gaming, you know, because kids especially get into the games and and they just get lost in that. So they're they're doing something about that. It would be nice if we could back back off to people carrying a pager. You know, yeah. 1982-ish maybe, 80, well, I don't know when the pages were were on my belt, but, you know, I, I find- had one in the 90s, but yeah, they, I think it was maybe in the 80s. Well, that was a big thing. Yeah, yeah Because oh, then huge. after that, Nextel was huge with the, with the click and talk, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, you know, technology has passed us by, and I say us, um, people that speak of recovery. Right, because we're still stuck in 1970 with with the knowledge that we have. This is true. You know, um, take a little bit of the focus off of the iPhone 11 and throw that cash into learning a little more about how we tick. You know, and then maybe they know how we tick, and maybe that's why they don't. Want. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're afraid, but then again, you know something. It is it is a big money industry, and I hate to keep talking about the money aspect of it. But once you get clean, have an awareness, um, you can't help but see that because you want to help another addict, and you know the hurdles that that addict has to go. Oh, to. it's it's horrendous. You know, I yeah. see. I, I'm in a lot of mom groups on Facebook, and I see it every single day. Mm-hmm. No insurance. and But there are people who, you know, are working very hard to mm-hmm. find places for well, people just to go. Me, reach, out to that, reach out to that woman and see if she'll come on. Oh, the addict's mom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she, she did say, she did say uh, um, that she would, but it just, it just reminded me. Yeah, Barbara. Yeah. yeah. So reach yeah. out to her. She'd be she'd be a good person to talk to. Yes, she would. Yeah. She she has <clears throat> you know, a long story, a, a sad story, but she's done so mm. much so much uh, you know in bringing the moms together from all yeah. over the all how over the world that, really. How many that? Oh, thousands. Yeah. Many 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 thousands. Yeah, tens I mean, of thousands, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, there and the, the, you know, it broke off into other groups, you know, like there mm-hmm. there are groups for moms who's Kids are in jail and prison. You know, I was in mm-hmm. that one there for moms that have lost their kids. 
you know, mm. so there and there are state chapters now. For and there's, there's another there's another organization uh, that a friend of mine is in. Same type of thing, but it it um, I think they even consider the child that's out on the street still actively using as a quote unquote loss, so that they can deal with accepting having to allow that to happen. Right, the grief. Yeah. I have been told in the past that I needed to do that as well. And yeah. I think your mother had to do that too. Yeah, she, she, I think she happily did it. No, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm only kidding. No. no. She said she, it was she, the hardest she, thing yeah, she ever she had to do. She said with a heavy heart she did it. But she did it. And, you know, ultimately that act started – my journey in a different direction. Right. You know, and I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not aware enough of the time or at the time I wasn't aware enough that she did that. And that was, this was going to be the outcome. I had no clue. So I'm not telling parents to just throw your kids out by the wayside. But one of the things that, um, I lost when she ultimately made that decision was, a family that enabled me, you know? Well, yeah, because they had come to the acceptance that there was nothing they could do to help you. Yeah, and she, well, no. I think they still wanted to help me. She put Yeah, her foot but down. she knew she couldn't. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the hardest part. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're the mom, you're the dad. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be able to fix all this stuff. And right. Especially with your children, even the, though you know, they're, the, the they're grown, thing, but you can't. The funny thing about that was, or is, when you, when you when I think about it, is that as soon as she said it, everyone just followed her lead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was it was like it was like all of a sudden they just got an awakening. You know, and and they did an intervention with me, and I don't know how many times, but I mean, that, those don't work. No, well, yeah. they didn't work for me. I don't say those don't work. They, they didn't work for me. I think the person has to be ready. Yeah. To you exactly. know to make the change. My, you know? I wasn't at my saturation it's, point. Yeah. I, I don't like using bottom because you can always dig. Yeah. You know. Um, and well, then people get into comparing bottoms. That's a yeah. high bottom person, yeah. that, you know. Yeah. Oh, you only did that. Yeah. yeah. You, you never went to jail. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. You're well, not really. You know, I, I reached my saturation point, and and it became that um, dying was okay. And uh, fortunately enough, my family said, "Enough is enough." On our part, we can't help facilitate this anymore. And it put me in a spot where I was left to my own devices, and I burned those all out already. So it really didn't take too much longer for me to at least vocally surrender. You know, I still, I still, in my mind, I was still broken for a long time. You yeah. know, mentally and spiritually, I was broken for a long time. Physically, I got well within yeah, a couple the, of weeks. Yeah, the mental, well, they have diagnose something called post-acute withdrawal syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can last up to two years where oh, yeah. your brain is trying to correct itself from all the damage that you've right. done to it. Sadly, sometimes it probably doesn't. Yeah. But, I mean, you know? people, that's why they say, especially with the opioid addicts, and I would think with pretty much anybody, you need at least six months in some kind of structure. 
Yeah, you know, and and my structure, fortunately, was uh, um, the program that I embraced, the people that I followed. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to lock yourself down for six months, but get out of your own way enough for long enough to be able to make common sense decisions. I was still worried about um, what was going on out on the street that I was missing mm-hmm. when I was 120, 130, 140 days clean, four months clean. I would thought that I was still missing something. Well, that had been your life for a long time. I was missing the gift that they gave me when I walked in the door because my mind was still out on the street. Well, you kind of don't. You have to kind of replace that mindset with the new one and those people with the new people, and just hang on is all I can say. Because, like, when I was sitting there, I was wondering. I was wondering what was going on. I was hearing cars pass. Oh shit! They're going down. They're going down yeah. south. They're going down south. They're going. They're going into my neighborhood. Who was that? Who? And I was missing the message of of the addict that was sharing with me. Yeah. How they got past that point, you know. So get out of your own way long enough to be able to make good conscious decisions. To be able to want to uh, pursue this. You know, they used to say. Um. Go to 90 meetings in 90 days. So, of course, I did it in 30 and said, I'm done. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm done. And then they went, No, dummy, go to a meeting a day for 90 days. And I did that. And and then they said, If you don't want what we have to offer, we'll gladly refund you your misery. And I really didn't want that misery back after after going to a meeting a day for 90 days. I, I, didn't know if I really wanted to embrace their way of life, but I sure as heck didn't want the misery back because I was feeling a little bit better. I had nice shoes on. I physically felt okay. Mentally, I was still broken. Spiritually, I was spent, but I was feeling a little better, and I really didn't want to walk back into that ghost on the corner. So even just getting out of your own way for 90 days and... You know, if you don't want to go to a uh, 12-step program, do something spiritually constructive for 90 days. Be a constructive participant in a spiritual program, and your mind will change a little bit, you know. And and it might be the impetus that you need to keep doing it. Right. And we are pretty much out of time while we kind of... Blew right through that show. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I look and I'm getting the prompts, and it's like, oh, we have a minute left. So I guess with a minute left, the only thing we have to say is, with miracles in recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. Have a good night, folks. Good night. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.